in our latest mock draft over at the Draft Network, there's a different name at the top. And let the chaos ensue. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome into the Wednesday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Huber back with you here once again on the show. Hope everybody is having a great start to their Wednesday. We've got a mock draft to talk about here on Wednesday on the show. Another two-rounder from the scouting staff over at TDN. Damian Parson this time up for the two-round mock. And he decided, you know what, let's let's do something different. Let's get spicy. Let's do a different player at number one. And I think there are ramifications for the team that made the selection. And then I think the, the board at large. So we will dive into all of that here on the show today. But before I do that, got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online. Basketball is back on Bet Online. Remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. They're always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Just head on over to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet Online where the game starts. And this mock draft is spicy, and I think all of the attention, rightly so, is going to go to what Damien did at number one, and that might be where we focus the entire show, right? Because I think there are different conversations to be had. So in the latest edition of a mock draft for TDN, and if you have not seen it, or you want to be able to have it open while we talk about it, the draftnetwork.com, the latest mock draft under the mock draft tab, we have a brand new mock from Damian Parson, two-rounder. Second round drop today. It's why we do the show here on Wednesdays now that the second rounds are dropping in the middle of the week. But at number one overall for the Houston Texans, who I think are probably the clear favorites to be the number one overall pick. They've only got one win, haven't looked very good. The Bears at least are competent on a weekly basis and are close to winning some football games. And there's, I think, like a two-game gap between those two teams, and Houston's got a tie in there as well. But with the number one overall pick, Damian Parson said, you know what? We're going to go quarterback for Houston, and we're going to talk about that side of the equation as well, but we're not going to go Bryce Young. We're not going to go C.J. Stroud. We are not going to go one of the the, the two guys that are considered uh, the top two options here at the quarterback position. We've seen mocks over at TDN in the past. There was that one I can remember. I think I think Kyle did it, but I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, where Anthony Richardson went number one overall. We had some spice in that regard. Well, for this week, it is... Quarterback out of Kentucky, Will Levis, going number one overall to the Houston Texans. So the Texans decide we are going to get our franchise quarterback, and we are going to go with a guy in Kentucky, in Will Levis, who had a very good year last year. This year hasn't maybe necessarily taken the strides that you would have liked to have seen him take, but behind a bad offensive line, a lot of skill position players left. He's still got all those tools and traits that we that we talk about when looking for a quarterback. So we're going to bet on those tools. We're going to bet on those traits, and we are going to take Will Levis number one overall. Now, I think it is important for the context of this conversation and the point that I'm about to make. Houston does have a second first-round pick. Everybody knows this from the Deshaun Watson trade. And at number 13 overall, Damien has them going Quinton Johnston, wide receiver at a TCU. And I think it is important context for me to tell you that because as a Houston Texans fan, you could certainly begin to fall in love with the idea of let's get our franchise quarterback with the number one pick. And then with our second first-round pick, we go out and get him a top target. We get him a true wide receiver one to pair him with, and we 
can really start to rebuild this offense very quickly with a quarterback, with a top skill player for a team that needs uh, both. They need multiple skill position players in the wide receiver room, but let's go out and get a young player to pair with Will Levis. You can fall in love with setting those two guys up at the same time for success and trying to be off to the races with those two guys being the focal point of your offense. Now, I will tell you, this is this is a weird place for us to be in because this is not the quarterbacks that we've seen go in this spot. And so I don't want to necessarily talk about Will Levis in general because I think this would apply for any of the quarterbacks. I don't think anybody really feels there is a true, clear-cut, bona fide, uh, generational, once-in-a-lifetime can't miss, got to take him number one overall quarterback prospect. I think the beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and I think the beauty is in the eye of the situation that these quarterbacks go into. That is going to be very important. I can make a case for any four of these quarterbacks to have success at the NFL level, but I think it is going to very, it's going to depend very heavily on where they go. And I look at the Houston Texans, and I look at Will Levis, I look at Bryce Young, I look at C.J. Stroud, and I don't know if the Houston Texans are a team that is absolutely ready to take a quarterback. We talk all the time, and I, I've done a show about this very early on in the TDN Daily Days. I did a show about when is the right time to take a quarterback. And then I think I did a show uh, a couple days into the show where I talked about should the Detroit Lions take a quarterback. This has been a topic of conversation as this order and as this board has changed. But more so than any of the other teams, right? And for Dames Mock, he has Carolina at number six taking a quarterback. He has the Colts taking a quarterback at number nine and Anthony Richardson. And he has the Raiders taking a quarterback at number 12. That's spicy we can get to that in a second out of all the teams taking a quarterback I mean Houston is the team that I think has the worst situation we don't know entering the 2023 offseason and into the 2023 season are they going to retain Lovey Smith as their head coach or are we going to have a brand new head coach we already Nick Casario has been there for a couple of years but Jack Easterby's out so there's some turnover there that has occurred. There could be turnover at the coach position. And when you look at the rest of the roster, the Houston Texans over the last couple of years have been signing veterans to short-term contracts, and they really have not been able to invest into young players the way that I think we all want them to be able to do. Now, don't get me wrong. They had a pretty good draft last year. Derek Stingley, Kenyon Green, Jalen Petrie, Damian Pierce. Okay, we've got some building blocks. We have some building blocks that can allow us to be successful. But we still need multiple wide receivers. I still think we need another offensive lineman or two. And the defense, we need to get a, a younger pass rush. We need to get some better linebackers. We need to kind of rework. I, I know we've got Derek Stingley and Jalen Petrie, but we need more depth in, in that position. They are, and we use this phrase a lot, they're two years away from being two years away. So are we going to bring in a Will Levis? Are we going to bring in a C.J. Stout? Are we going to bring in a Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson? We can now talk about Anthony Richardson in this conversation uh, more comfortably because he is declared for the uh, the NFL draft. We feel a little bit better about talking about Anthony Richardson in this conversation. There was always that sort of wiggle room of will he go back or will he declare? And so are we going to bring in one of those guys and be two years away from being two years away, meaning of the five-year contract, four years in the fifth-year option that we're going to have this quarterback for, that first contract, that's where you have to strike. That is when you have to find a way to get to the Super Bowl. That's how most teams find their success. They win with their quarterback on their original rookie deal, and we know how often quarterbacks nowadays are looking to cash in after year three and to get that contract extension, so the window is even tighter to be able to find that success. Are the Houston Texans going to be able to be in, be a playoff team in year one? of any of these quarterbacks? Are they going to be able to be there in year two of any of these quarterbacks? Or or realistically, are we talking about year three and year four of these quarterbacks if they were drafted this year that those teams would be able to be, that, that, that those versions of the Houston Texans would be able to be successful? 
And I think that's where I begin to fall on this because I remember having this conversation as a New York Jets fan when they had the number two overall pick and there were talks of Zach Wilson and Justin Fields and Mac Jones and Trey Lance and all of those quarterbacks. And there was there was a big conversation of, are the Jets ready to take a quarterback? And if they're not, then they are a perfect candidate to either go in a different direction or trade down and get a King's ransom, get more picks, get be, be able to spread more resources out to really overhaul the roster, and then maybe next year or the year after, you take a quarterback. And for the Houston Texans, they are in absolute pole position in that regard because they not only have one, but they have two first-round picks in the 2023 NFL Draft. That makes the possibilities endless for that team. And if they have the number one overall pick and there is a quarterback that becomes to be really coveted or a team really wants to get a Will Anderson or really wants to get a Jalen Carter, the Houston Texans could absolutely ask for a King's Ransom, drop down a couple spots, still have two first-round picks, pick up picks in next year's class, and then be able to take a quarterback now with multiple first-round picks at your disposal. And then, oh, by the way, Houston becomes more attractive uh, for coaching candidates if you lay that out as your plan in the offseason. Oh, by the way, they become more attractive with the more young talent that you bring in in free agency. And with young talent on more cost-controlled deals, you're going to have money to be able to spend. It just becomes a win-win all around. And so we can talk about the spiciness of Will Levis. And if Houston does decide they want to take a quarterback, and listen, if you fall in love with a guy, it is really difficult to sway yourself from that from that decision. And if the Houston Texans really love Will Levis and they decide we are I know we may not be ready but we think this is a guy that can completely change our franchise I can't fault them for making that decision it might not work out the way that they want but I can't necessarily fault them for thinking that and fault them for trying to go in that direction and so I look at this and I say man Houston has a golden opportunity here if they really love one of these quarterbacks they're in pole position to be able to get one and if they don't and if they're kind of wishy-washy and they look at the rest of the roster and they say yeah we, we need we need some more time we need some more picks we need some more talent we need to be able to really kind of fix some holes I think they're in the driver's seat uh, to be able to make a selection uh, and drop down and be able to covet more draft picks more draft capital on day one and day two of not only this year's draft but the 2024 draft and really set up the Houston Texans to be an attractive spot one or two years down the road I know it's not what Houston Texans fans might want to hear but I love the spiciness I love going in in the direction with Will Levis but I just slowly over time am beginning to realize that man I think Houston would be better off they would be in a much better situation if they went in a different direction other than quarterback and they don't even need to trade the pick if they want to stay number one and take Will Anderson or Jalen Carter and and then get Quentin Johnson and get a wide receiver I would be fine with that too I think that is a very fair approach uh, as well listen we said we were going to talk about the spiciness here on the show and I don't want to completely wade into the waters uh, of that quarterback stuff because we've done it a couple times here on the show but Dame we're going to talk about CJ Stroud Las Vegas Raiders at number 12 overall basically saying that we are going to walk Derek Carr out the door and this is a point that I've made before to a lot of people if the the Las Vegas Raiders we did a show a couple of weeks ago and things were really bad for the Raiders and I said and they had a top six pick in a mock draft and I said, oh boy, what would the Raiders actually do if they have if they had a top six pick? Would they consider a quarterback? Would they consider moving on for Derek Carr? Because this is the opportunity to do so. They can save almost $29, $30 million by trading Carr this offseason or cutting Carr or moving on from Carr. Moving on from Carr creates a lot of cap flexibility for the Las Vegas Raiders for a team that might need it. Now, what does that do for Devontae Adams? What does that do for Josh McDaniels? There's a lot of different question marks, and we explored that in the past. But in this version of, of events, in this in this alternate reality that we live in where they made these 31 selections in the first round, the Raiders do make that decision. They do move on, and they decide to go with C.J. Stroud. That's buzzy for a, a city and a team that likes buzzy. It's kind of what they do. And I was scrolling through the draft. I was actually 
actually with Dame while he's putting it together, and he, and he showed it to me when it was done for the first time, and I was just bouncing between picks. I was like, whoa, Will Levis at number one. Whoa, Anthony Richardson, a top 10 pick. Whoa, C.J. Stroud at number 12. There was just a lot of different reactions uh, to the mock that I had in real time. And listen, quarterbacks are going to drive the conversation for twofold. One, it's the most important position that you can uh, that you need, and getting it in the draft is, is what sets you up for long-term success. And two, there's just not a consensus right now. It, 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 there is not a consensus of who the number one quarterback is, and the order in the middle, in the midfield of the draft order is constantly changing, and that can create all these different permutations of what this would look like. So a fascinating look at the quarterbacks uh, there from Damon, and he, and he created a different alternate reality. I'm not going to go through all 31 picks, and now that he's got a second round, all you know 63 picks, but I will I will tell you this, and, I, and I've said this on Draft Dudes, and so if you're a listener of that show, you, you've heard me say this before. What I love about mocks this time of year is that they can, we can explore different alternate realities. We can explore different um, throughputs of if this guy goes number one, or this guy goes number two, or a team does something different than maybe what is currently the consensus or currently is the popular thing to do what does that do to the rest of the order how would teams react what would what would that look like and so I appreciate this from Damon saying you know what yeah I could have mocked Bryce Young or CJ Stroud at number one uh, to the Houston Texans and it moved on but you know what what happens if Will Levis goes number one overall what does that do to, th- to do to things where then can I put CJ Stroud where does Bryce Young end up and does that create some different scenarios where you know we can start to explore some different po- possibilities so I appreciate it from Damon and it's certainly made for some good content here on the show but I highly recommend going over to the draftnetwork.com 63 picks they all have uh, analysis with them a uh, little blurbs about why the pick was made so you got a lot of different stuff to be able to get into in there and, and again you see the methodology there are more wide receivers a couple of wide receivers that were in Joe's mock last week not in uh, the first round uh, in the first round this week for Dame so you can see the different methodologies from the different scouts and I think that's certainly a fun little process uh, a little mock draft show here on a Wednesday uh, I'm coming back from travel so a, a little bit uh, groggy here hopefully it uh, didn't come across too much here on the show we're back tomorrow uh, uh, so hopefully at 100% after uh, w- shaking off all the travel rust here over the over the last 24 hours or so. Thanks as always to Bet Online for their continued support of the podcast. I hope everybody has a great rest of their Wednesday. I will talk to you all tomorrow.